Kovacic. They have their storybook ending. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Wrexham Texan. My name is Jake Green. Thank you all so much for joining me here in 2024. This is my first recorded podcast of the year. Um, all the ones in December were pre-recorded interviews and thoughts and stuff like that on different, different topics. So it is good to be back. It is good to have a victory today, um, which we'll get to in a minute. We are currently streaming live. Um, so if you have comments, um, there are some platforms I can't see comments on, but if, if, if you have comments, uh, send them my way. Um, we're streaming live on five different platforms at once. I've expanded. Um, we're on Facebook, Peaceful Sea Productions, YouTube, Wrexham Texan, Twitter, Wrexham Texan, Instagram, and Peaceful Sea Productions on Rumble. So tune into your favorite favorite platform um, if you want to watch this show. Um, sorry for bumping the mic. That was my bad. <laughs> Again, super stoked to be back here in 2024. Looking forward to what Wrexham is going to do over the next four or five months. Um, I'm very excited for the January transfer window as well. Um, I learned today via, I think, Wrexham Global on Instagram that Wrexham has announced that we're looking for, I believe, a striker, a midfield, and two defensemen, um, which is interesting. The the two defensemen is interesting considering how many defenders we already have. Uh, I don't really know what to think of that. I know uh, that we've been wanting to sign a, another striker for a while, so that's no surprise really at all. Um, but the, the, the midfield, I guess, could use a little bolstering, but the defense, I just don't. I don't really see the point of it. I mean, once when, when everybody's healthy, we have too many guys. I guess the question is, will everybody stay healthy? And generally the answer with that is no, they won't. <laughs> so it might not be the worst thing to have a couple extra defenders back there. But um, yeah, it's it, uh, signing four more players seems a little nutty to me, uh, but that could just be me. I am not the one in charge and I do not know football as well as, as most. Um, but let's get to some news that uh, I missed in December or that I didn't I wasn't able to, to podcast about. First of which is Paul Mullen signing a contract. He's here through the 2027 season. That means we get him for another three years, three more seasons of watching Super Paul Mullen score those goals, make those incredible plays. I mean, eh. There really doesn't need to be much said about it. I mean, he is one of the staples of our team now. He is, no matter if he's on the field or not, our fans are always screaming his chant. <laughs> um, Dave, I completely agree. He's he He definitely has not found his form. He has played less than good um, for most of his time here. And I love that he has so much height. Um, I, I really wish he would play into what he should be playing into. Um, cause that's the whole reason we got him was because he's a stellar defender. He just hasn't, hasn't proven himself with us yet. And, uh, that height in the defense is fantastic. You know, with Aaron Hayden back there, him and Aaron Hayden being those tall guys, I think that would be a phenomenal, um, 
development if he was able to to get there and you know just play a little better than he has been which I, I think he can i just i think it's just a matter of he hasn't gotten to that point yet so um yeah but as far as mullen goes there's not much to say i mean everybody wants him to be signed we chant his name even when he's not playing it's he's just one of the best things to happen to Wrexham in the last few years and he is I mean, I'm just stoked that that he has um, signed on for another three seasons. Oh no, it uh, Edgum. I was going to go to the next bit of news that I missed during the. There we go, Mr. Elliot Lee extending his contract through 2027. Elliot Lee is my favorite player by far. Um, I love a guy that hustles, that doesn't uh, flop. Um, he's got great technical skill. He makes some moves that will make you dizzy. Uh, I love watching Elliot Lee play and I am stoked to have him on the club through the year 2027. Um, so that's the big news that happened during December that I wasn't around to cover. Um, and yeah, I mean, depending on who we sign this, this January, those, those will be the two, the two biggest contract signatures that we get. Um, of, of this season, I would say. Um, just extending those two contracts as we go up through the leagues. Um, at the end of, I was on the Me, the Wife, and Wrexham AFC in December, and I had said that I thought we are going to get promoted. I actually think we're going to win the league. Um, I think we're going to end the season on top, get the automatic promotion, get to League One, and I don't know how next year will go, but uh, I have full confidence. It may be uh, overly optimistic, but I am, I don't know. There's something about it. There's some, the, there's some form of, there's some energy happening where I don't normally have, yes, we are going to win. We are going to get promoted. I generally am a little skeptical, uh, maybe a little realistic or realistic, maybe a little skeptical, I think is the proper <laughs> proper sequence of those. So I think that I just have this weird gut feeling that we're going to end up on top of Stockport. We're going to end up winning this league. Um, and if we keep playing the way we have, if Fletcher gets a couple more hat tricks this season, I don't really see, I don't really see how most teams can beat us. Um, Stockport definitely is a good squad. So we'll see what happens um, come the end of the season, but I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens. All right. Big FA Cup game today between us and Shrewsbury. Um, it is only a 40-minute train ride from Wrexham down to Shrewsbury. So some consider this a derby, um, even though it's not a Welsh team. Um, just You can just see the border of Wales right there, and Shrewsbury is just on the outside. So, yeah. Um, big turnout from our fans today. I forget what the, what was the attendance? Attendance was 9,304. An entire end of that was, was us. I mean, there were so many of our fans there. Um, you could hear them the entire game. You could hear that their fans showed up too. Their fans were loud. Um, they made a lot of noise. Um, fantastic supporters, everything, 
I mean, they didn't show anything bad happening in the stands, so I can't say if there was, but everybody seemed to be pretty, pretty level-headed and not, not too wild today. Um, but let's watch some highlights real quick. Uh, let's see here. Let's watch some highlights and uh, just chat about it. Trying to press up. Can they cause a little mistake? Start off strong, maybe get a goal nice and early. Build that confidence. Yeah, this is the very beginning. And right off the bat, the game started out with a ton of energy. And they got some good shots on goal that really, really made me nervous. Um, and it seemed like they had it under control. They had control of the game, and we made some mistakes like that. Fletcher mistake right there was pretty terrible. I thought he should have scored that. They missed so many shots that I think they should have made. Um, and also, Okonkwo was great. Okonkwo killed it for us. Um, he didn't make any mistakes. He did a fantastic job. Um, but, yeah, that Fletcher mistake that last time down the field was bad. And then Cleworth had – oh, my gosh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sobo Wale, he, can, he can't even believe he missed it. That was a beautiful cross, and he should have put that in the back of the net. Um, but as you can see, just from the just from the highlights, like they were the ones that had all the highlights. We didn't have a t we kept possession more than they did, but they had all the the primary highlights. I mean, look at all these. It's always them doing something, and it's because of mistakes that we had made. That. Okay, so that shot, if that shot had gone in, let's just rewatch that. I mean, I couldn't even believe that the ball got that close to the goal. The, the hustle on this play is unbelievable. And that little technical move right there, and then outside foot curve hit the freaking crossbar. Unbelievable. Look at this. That is fantastic footwork. Megdar guy. And then, yeah, with the outside foot curve. Oof. I mean, that's unbelievable. If that had gone in, they they would have deserved to. Have won. I mean, you can make an argument they deserved to win um, because they had far more chances. But I guess if you don't take advantage of those chances, then you probably don't deserve to win. And here's Dalby. I thought Dalby played. There we go. The mullet man with the goal, with the game-clinching goal. I thought O'Connor played okay. I thought he got beat a few times, but that goal um, redeemed him in my eyes for this entire game. And then when Dalby came in, I thought he did great. He saw the open field and saw where to pass the ball a lot. And I thought he was absolutely fantastic in this game. And we got another close one right here. Or no, that was the end of the game. Okay. So yeah, this was the shorter version of highlights. But uh, y'all, what a game. What a game. I thought, um, let's see, highlights. Uh, Elliot, well, no, Elliot Lee was not a highlight. I was going to go low. Let's go low lights first and end on highlights. So low lights, I thought Elliot had an off day. Um, he didn't quite handle the ball the way he normally does. Uh, it was, there were times when he just gave it away um, or just, just lost it entirely. And he does not normally do that. So I just think he was having a complete off day today. I thought, uh, O'Connor got beat a lot in, on the defense. Um, there was someone else that I can't remember now who I thought was Cleworth. I don't think Cleworth had a good game. I'm a huge fan of Max Cleworth, and I think he definitely made two mistakes that almost cost us goals. 
Um, and then I just, I think, uh, he just had an off day in general. Um, so those were the three players that I thought played well below what they normally do today. Um, and so other than that though, Mullen had some great moves, had some great speed. He hustled his rear off. He, I don't think he flopped once today, um, that I can remember. That's what I like. I love it when Mullen doesn't flop. That's my favorite thing, um, aside from him scoring goals, is when Mullen doesn't flop when he has the opportunity to, to take a dive. <laughs> um, other highlights, Okonkwo, I thought he was great in goal. He saved some pretty uh, scary shots in the first half, especially. They didn't get nearly as many shots in the second half. We can pull up the stats here as well. Um, Let's see. Match stats. Yeah. Look at that possession. 62% possession for us. 38% for them. Duels about even. They did have 12 interceptions to our five. One offsides a piece. Four corners, one a piece. Um, let's see. Look at that. 465 passes to 200. We had almost 200 more passes than they did. That's unbelievable. That is such a wide margin. Um, we had about the same number of long passes. Our passing accuracy was off the charts, 73%. Um, they had 25 crosses. We had 17. Our crossing accuracy was far better, though, twice as good as theirs. Um, what else? Obviously, we had the one goal by Tom O'Connor in the 72nd minute. They had 11 shots. We had 11 shots. We had four on target. They had two on target. We had three block shots. They had two. Um, three to three shots outside the box. Eight to eight shots inside the box. I mean, you couldn't get more even on, on the attacking line for this game outside of that. It's just we capitalized one time and they didn't. Um, so very even game. And like we're we're only a few spots away from each other in the football pyramid. They're near the bottom of league one and we are basically at the top of league two. So um, it makes sense that we, that the game was so evenly matched and that we played so well. Um, and that the stat line ended up like this because the, the both teams are really good, but really close in their skill level. Um, we had 12 tackles. They had seven Our What? Our tackle success rate was 100%. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Good job, guys. 33 clearances to 36 for them. 13 to 12 fouls. Again, I thought the ref, I thought the refing was great today. I didn't have really any problems with it. They may have missed a couple small calls here and there, but like nothing that would ruin the game for anybody. Um, nothing that changed the momentum of anything. I thought, um, Thought most of the fouls were were given properly. There were a couple that could have been that could have been you know contested, but nothing nothing blatant or completely egregious. Um, two yellow cards on each side. The stupid yellow card we got was freaking Tozer. Like, what are you doing, man? We don't need you to get a yellow card at the end of this game when you just the ball is out of bounds by like three bounces and like ten yards, and you just boot it. Like, don't do that. You're a veteran, experienced player. Don't just go booting the ball and trying to waste time at the end of the game. Like, that will 100% get you a yellow card. Like, that was so dumb. Just a complete lapse in judgment. So, 
Um, hopefully that doesn't come back to bite us in the future. But uh, I mean, what a game, y'all. Uh, it was so close the entire game. They had, like I said, they had more uh, like highlight chances than we did. They just could not capitalize on them, which makes, honestly, that's what makes us the better team, I think. And they may have just had an off day. It could have, you know, that, that could have just been the reason. Um, but the team that wins will be the team that performs best in clutch moments. And that is our team. We dominate in clutch moments. How many times last season did we win in injury time? Like we won, I mean, it, Dolby came in and scored, I don't know, something like five or six injury time goals to win us games last season. Like we are a team that is built for the clutch. Um, we, when, when we need it most, our big players come through Elliot Lee, Paul Mullen, Fletcher. Now um, O'Connor, you know, O'Connor's been with us for a while now. And um, he came through in the clutch today. He was aided by a little deflection, but uh he got the shot on goal and it went exactly where it needed to go and got in there. So um, let's see uh, a post from me, the wife and Wrexham. I'm going to share some Twitter comments, Twitter videos. This is Elliot Lee being interviewed after the game. Here we go. Uh, let me make it a little bigger for y'all. There we go. I think it could have been even more. And um, yeah, it's a great performance. I'd like to dedicate that to one of their players, Tom Flanagan, who said that we were full of semi-pro players last year. So um, that one's for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I love that response. I don't know what it is about people saying, like just wanting to antagonize our guys and our team. People are just get so jealous about the fame that Wrexham has gotten, which, you know, I'm riding the wave of that fame. Like I, I, I joined because I joined in on the whole thing because of Rob and Ryan. I heard about Rob buying the team and that's piqued my interest. And then I started watching the games and then I started watching the documentary and it was just a snowball from there. So I get why people get a little jealous maybe or annoyed that we get so much attention it completely makes sense. But man, if you watch our guys for one game, basically any game, there's like maybe one or two games over the last two seasons where we look like semi-pros. Um, other than that, if you just watch us for one game, you're making a statement like that is idiotic um, and you're just not paying attention or you're just being a troll and a turd. So um, yeah, I thought that was a great, great quote from him. Um, loved this energy. This, here we go. This energy from Mullen. This tackle that he made. Here, well, it'll play it again. This was, that defined the game. That was the energy of the game. That is exactly how we were. We hustled nonstop the whole game. Even on defense, even when they were getting those highlight, highlight reel misses. Um, we hustled our butts off. Every single person, even when they got beat. I, I remember watching one where Anthony Ford lost the ball. He sprinted back down the field and got ahead of the guy who took the ball from him and got the ball away from him. So absolutely phenomenal. Everybody out there on the pitch today worked their butts off to get us this victory, and everyone deserves it. I mean, it was it was a thing of beauty. I love a 1-0 game. It means clean sheet for Oconquo. It means we played good defense, which we did. 
We did. They they just ha- they have some good players. I mean, some of those crosses that they made were incredible. Um, especially that one where uh, the guy just launched it right <laughs> over the goal and couldn't believe it. Forget who that was. Um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm so happy with with today's results. I, I can't wait for the next round. We're going to talk about the the next few rounds of the FA Cup here in a little bit, but. Um, I, I mean, I was thrilled with today's victory. I, I thought Parkey did a fantastic job with the lineup. Um, you got to just ride Fletcher now. Um, Fletcher, I think Fletcher's going to be a starter, considering he got a uh, hat trick last game, and he did he did pretty well this game until he got hurt. Hopefully that he's not injured. Hopefully it was just he's hurting. Um, uh, yeah, it would be unfortunate to lose him again. I guess the only thing I'm worried about, I miss Ollie Palmer. I know he hasn't performed the absolute best the last season or so, but he was starting to do pretty well this season until we started putting Fletcher and Dalby in more often. And I like Ollie Palmer. I like how physical he is. He draws defenders because of how physical he is, um, which I think opens it up for other players to do their thing. And so I think using him as a decoy um, is a good thing. And I don't know. I I fear for the future of Ollie Palmer at Wrexham. I, I'm not sure he's going to be sticking around much longer. He might be one of those that we lose during the January transfer window, um, especially if we're getting another striker. Because another guy that I really love on our squad is Bickerstaff. And since Bickerstaff is younger, um, I think we're going to keep him around and keep having him training, you know, training with Mullen, training with Fletcher, training with all these guys who are further ahead in their careers to bring him up. Um, Because I, he is so quick. He is so quick and so shifty. Um, He reminds him and Ryan Barnett play a lot like each other. Um, They're very crafty and very um, jittery when they kind of move around. You kind of don't know where they're going to go next. Um, and they're both like that. And I love both of those players and they're both young, which is awesome. Having a bunch of young guys on our team is especially young, good guys, guys who are already good that we don't have to develop as much as we would if they were, um, if they were different players. So um, yeah, yeah. I am I, definitely worried about uh, losing Ollie Palmer. Cause he's been, he's been one of the top two favorite players since he signed. And uh, I don't like seeing him, on the bench or not even on the bench, um, just off the game in the reserves. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, Dave, I, I agree with you. I do think uh, bigger staff goes out on loan. Um, because if we are trying to sign an extra striker, that would make complete sense. Um, and plus I, I want to see him play more games. You know, I want to see him play more games, um, and get that, experience so if we put him on loan down to down to a national league team even some league he could he could start on some league two teams um that are down at the bottom so um i would love to see him play more i just hate to see him go you know and aaron hayden the guy just i love aaron hayden i mean look right there yeah i love aaron hayden he just gets injured he's just constantly perpetually injured um, so yeah, you're right. It might be his last time. Um, Ollie staying. I could see Ollie staying. Um, I just, 
something something in me says he doesn't i mean he's he's staked a lot of who he his whole company off uh off rexham so he's probably pushing hard to stay if that's a conversation they're having um behind the scenes so yeah i would hate to see him go but if he does i would completely understand it um damn it i clicked on something there we go all right Let's get into some, uh, before we get to the FA Cup, we got to talk about two things, and they are haircuts. <laughs> all right. First one, what do y'all think of James McLean's haircut? Because to me, and to some of the folks that I've talked to, it looks like he does it at home. I've never particularly seen a completely shaved head like this. It looks like he's wearing a hair hat because <laughs> generally when you make this buzz right here you kind of fade it in to the rest of your hair no no it's just a straight line it literally looks like he's you could just plop a toupee down on him i don't know i think uh it, i guess it might be a hairstyle places where i'm not living but i've never seen it before and uh the only person who i think has a worse haircut on our squad is this guy. Look at this. What is going on here? Could he be more of a porn star on a soccer pitch? <laughs> like, Dude, O'Connor, look at what you used to look like, man. Look at that beautiful face. What a beautiful human. And then you just let everything grow except for the beard. You let it grow out the back and on your lip. I just... Uh, I don't understand this look. This is in America. This is backcountry redneck, uh, redneck style look. And I don't think, I mean, I'm there. I'm sure there are rednecks in, in, um, in the UK and in Wales, but, uh, I just don't think that look fits you, man. I just don't like it. <laughs> I just don't like it at all. Go back, shave the face, tighten up the hair, because this is the look that Wrexham wants. Um, yeah, I know. I know. The the freaking Movember. Everybody did Movember. I mean, even Ollie Palmer, that handsome dude, looked ridiculous when he shaved his face. Why do you think I don't shave my face? Like, I know not to shave my face because I look stupid with a little baby face. Um, I look dumb. So know what your look is and then keep that look. Uh, I, yeah, I just... <laughs> Okay, Scottish legend. I got to look up that guy. I don't even want to know. I mean, I, don't, I have no idea how to pronounce that. Let me go look, see how that dude, uh, see what that dude looks like. Oh my gosh, you're totally right. <laughs> uh, I got to go find a picture of him back in the day. There we go. Um, <laughs> how do I get this? Open image, a new tab. Share this tab instead. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Here, let's let's switch back to this one. <laughs> that you are completely correct. That is so close. <laughs> he looks so similar. That is good call. Good call. However, you pronounce that name. Um Scottish names, man. I, I I don't even know how to. I don't even know where to begin with Scottish names. But um, 
Thomas O'Connor. That's an easy one. So, yeah, good call. He is looking like him. Looking tough. Does that look tough, though? I think he, the issue I have is that he has too much of a baby face under the mustache. Like, it's just he looks too much like a child still. Maybe when he's 30, 34, somewhere in that range and gets a few more wrinkles and maybe a better scruff. Maybe he can, maybe he can pull that off. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't care for the porn stash with the mullet. I just don't, I just don't get it, but that's just me. All right. Let's transition now into today's results of the FA cup. We had Liverpool um, walloping Arsenal 2-0. Let's look at some details from that game. Um, let's see. It was a goal in the 80th minute and the 95th minute. So injury time and near the end of the game. Wow. Um, 58,000 people. Gosh, I cannot wait to have a stadium and be playing in stadiums that hold 58,000 people. Can you imagine 58,000 Wrexham fans? I guess it wouldn't be 58,000. It would be more like 45,000, 50,000 Wrexham fans, a, a single game, how loud that would be. Gosh, I can't wait for those days to come. Um, West Ham and Bristol tied 1-1. Bowen, oh, fourth-minute goal from West Ham, and then 61st to tie it up for Bristol. Um, that's a bummer. That's my brother's team. My brother's team is West Ham. He thought they had a victory until the 61st minute. Man, he's going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm glad I haven't talked to him yet today. Uh, let's see. West Bromwich. Bromwich uh, beat Aldershot 4-1. Wrexham beat Shrewsbury 1-0. Leeds dominated Peterborough 3-0. Blackpool and Nottingham tied 2-0. Or, yeah, tied 2-0. And then um, Man City destroyed Huddersfield. I've never heard of Huddersfield Town. Um, 5-0. And then Luton and Bolton, nil-nil. Um, those were the results today. The next round, here the round, next rounds of the FA Cup. Next round is Saturday, January 27th, fourth round of the FA Cup. And then a month later, February, fifth round, and then March, April, and May, quarterfinal, semifinal, final. Gosh, I just hope to high heaven that we are able to stick around for that game right there. Let's at least get into the quarterfinals. That'll make me feel really accomplished. Um, if we can get through the fourth round, just one round better than what we did last year, I'll be ecstatic. That would be fantastic. I think we can do it. We have the right team for it. And as long as everybody stays healthy, I, I think we need. I think we need O'Connell back. I miss O'Connell um, on, on defense. He was killing it for us at the beginning of this season. Edge and O'Connell, that dude is a great defender. Um, if we are getting rid of Aaron Hayden, which Dave, I think you probably are right, then yeah, I would say we probably need another defender. Um, so it makes sense that they're trying to get two defenders. Um, we're just so injury prone. And our, I don't know, are all teams this injury prone? I, I feel like not every team suffers this many injuries. I know Knotts County suffered a bunch this season. Um, also, how many of these, are there any of these pitches that we play on that are turf? I haven't even looked into that. That are turf rather than grass. I'd be interested to know that. I feel like most of them have been grass. So 
I know that here in the States, a lot of the American football teams play on turf and it's a disaster. So many Achilles tears, so many injuries happen on AstroTurf, I, uh, artificial turf, whatever you want to call it. I don't, I don't care for it. And there's a big push here in the States to switch fields back to grass because it's just a much better playing surface. You want that surface to give at the right time, which is what grass does and turf does not. Um, so if you, you know, try to pivot and, and the wrong thing catches on that AstroTurf, you're going to tear something. Um, I've torn my ACL twice, so I know a thing or two. Um, yeah, y'all, I'm stoked for the rest of the season. I'm stoked for the rest of the FA Cup. I love a good tournament. If you, um, you want to go back and my brother, who is obsessed with football as well, he's a West Ham fan. He has been developing this idea for a revamped FA Cup. Um, and we did a whole episode on it back in December. So if you go back and if you want to learn about what we think the FA Cup should be, um, go back and watch or listen to that episode. Because um, I think personally, fantastic idea. I don't hate the way we do it now. I like the tradition. I like how it's run um, in general. But I do think you lose steam. It's like having an extra season within a season. And I would like it to be, as we discuss, like the, all the qualifying rounds, I think should stay exactly, exactly the same. Just pushed together a little bit more. And then in January, during this time, we thought it should be the, uh, basically, I think it's, yeah, first and second, basically compressed. So first round through the final, compressed to three weeks to a month. Um, that's the basic gist. You can go get all the details from that episode if you want. Um, but basically, it would be cool if it was an event where people from all over the world would flood into the UK, into Wales, Scotland, all the places where they have these stadiums and go see the games and go follow their teams to the end. Um, and it would be much more of like a boom economically. People would, it would just be a bigger energy, I think. I think it would be a very fun time. You know, obviously we have no say so over this. I've, I've, I am not, <laughs> I'm not British. I'm not Welsh. I have no say so. I'm not in the soccer world. These are just fantasies that me and my brother have <laughs> that we think should happen because. What we see here in the States is a thing called March Madness, which is the college basketball tournament. And the tournament happens, it's 64 teams over three weeks. So it's four days of basketball, three days of break, four days of basketball, th uh, five days of break, two days of basketball. And we love it. Like that is our Christmas. That is our family holiday. I, I will go home every single March for the, at least the first weekend of the tournament. Um, we have it catered. Like we do a, we do it big. We have four screens up on the, up on the wall so that we can watch all the games at once. Um, Cause they basically play them four at a time and it's just a blast and it makes it a massive event. It gets everybody involved for that entire month of March. You get people who didn't, care that much about basketball all of a sudden being all in on watching March Madness and it's just it's just so much fun and so I think that 
changing that to this would be um, would be a pretty good, pretty fun move. The only one of the downsides that I could see is if someone happens to be injured during January, they miss a lot of the FA Cup, which that is a downside. Um, but also, like getting hurt in the FA Cup is a problem for the team's season play. So, you know, there there's pros and cons of every situation. But uh, yeah, y'all. I am, like I said, a million times this episode, I am so stoked for 2024. I am so stoked for what this team is going to do. I cannot wait to be here every Sunday to chat about it with y'all. Bring some of y'all on um, as guests. We can chat, you know, uh, through the through the airwaves. Uh, yeah. And like I said, go follow me. Uh, go follow me on Instagram, Twitter, go follow my company on YouTube and Rumble and um, follow Rexham Texan on Facebook as well. Um, we're live streaming to all of those platforms now, five platforms at once. And then tomorrow morning or maybe right after this, I guess. Yeah, right after this, it will come out on every podcast platform that you could possibly imagine um, the audio version. So thank you all so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Dave, thanks so much for commenting. Really appreciate it, brother. Um, hope y'all have a fantastic week. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Can't end this episode just yet. We got to talk about our next game. What am I thinking? Hang on. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. <laughs> I'm a dummy. I didn't have that pulled up because I'm a doofus. Um, but if you're listening to this, you already know that. Let's see. AFC Wimbledon. Let's go to the match center. Share this tab. Boom. Add to stage. All right. So we are playing AFC Wimbledon. I'm actually going to open up the league table as well so we can get a good look at that. Um, AFC Wimbledon on Saturday, 3 p.m. UK time, which means a 10 a.m. start for us here. Let's see. Last five games for Wrexham. Um, draw, win, loss, win, win, win. AFC Wimbledon not doing so hot. Three draws, two wins, and a loss. Um, the last time we played them was August 12th of last year. We drew 1-1. And then we, they were in the National League with us back in 2011. So it's been a while. Um, and then since we've... Uh, and playing them regularly. Then over here, you can see they haven't been doing well, but actually interesting. So what was that then? Hang on a second. Share this tab instead. Recent results. This doesn't seem accurate, does it? Draw, win, loss, win, win, win. I was going to say we won the other day. So yeah, that's inaccurate. Um, let's come back over here. Win, loss, win, 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 draw. That's our recent form. Um, yeah, because we beat Barrow 4-1 and knocked them back down into the playoff contention. So uh, we're basically tied with Mansfield. We've got Stockport County still still in the lead in the table. Um, but, you know, we're one game behind them. That's it. We're two points behind Stockport. And we're tied in points with Mansfield, but they have a goal differential of eight. That is fantastic. Good for them. Um, and then, yeah, Wimbledon is in the playoff hunt. They've won three out of their last six. They've drawn twice and lost once. Um, they have 39 points. We have 49. 
They have a goal differential of 13. We have a goal differential of 16. So they're actually a pretty good team. They're a good team. I remember, I remember this game now, um, now that I'm thinking about it, tying them back in August. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a fantastic one. Uh, let's see. I can never remember if we're playing at home or not. Um, we are playing at home um, on Saturday, which always gives us a massive advantage. Let's see. Last game was 1-1 away. I think it will be another clean sheet. I think it will be 2-0 for Wrexham over Wimbledon. I think Elliot Lee and Paul Mullen will put in our goals. Um, I think Elliot Lee has a bounce back game, and I think Mullen finally gets another goal. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are my predictions. I think that I think that's going to happen on Saturday, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I'm going to try to do these live from now on because I like it. I like being able to interact with the comments. It's way more fun. Um, it's also a little easier, you know. There's a little more pressure to do it well uh, and and not mess things up. But whatever. If you mess things up, you mess things up. Who cares? Uh, yeah. Again, thank you all so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Follow me on all the media platforms. Um, retweet this, like it, share it, do all the above. Um, thank you all so much. We'll see you next week. Up the town. And if you knock my soul oh, with all your strength, you're gonna find it, you're gonna find it.